Hi, I'm Jack Griffin. And I'm David Peters. Welcome to Gap Chat, where we interview our fellow gappers about how they are taking charge of their year. This episode's guest is Juliet Coe, a current gapper in Harvard's class of 2025. Hi, Juliet. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. Um, I have had a very wild day, but I'm here now and I'm excited to be here. Now, yeah, welcome. We're excited to have you here too. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you did in high school or what you're doing now? Absolutely. Um, so I have been bouncing around between schools with the force of a jet propelled slinky for the last <laughs> years. So I was born in California and I started kindergarten in New York. Uh, at a Waldorf school. Essentially, it's anti-technology, so you don't have technology until high school. It's a lot of story-based learning and different classes. You go outside a lot. Um, Until you're in third grade, you think gnomes are real. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Depending on the institution, it can be either really shifty or super fun. So we moved upstate and we were at a Waldorf school and that Waldorf school was one of the shady Waldorf schools. Oh, wow. oh with the gnomes. With the, yeah, with, I was going to say with the gnomes. <laughs> the gnomes are a constant across the board. The gnomes are a crucial part of Waldorf education and I will not talk bad about them. However, this one was more along the lines of, uh, we're not going to teach you how to read. Um, are you serious? Yeah. So I was a third grader who did not know how to read. Whoa. And so, you know, all guys, all I wanted was to be able to read Harry Potter and I couldn't. Aww. So that was the motivation was that year I just kind of buckled down and I read a million of these trash horse books. And I did that. And, you know, I so I taught myself to read in about five months. Wow. So I went back to a, another Waldorf school. which was a Great Waldorf school. This one was a good one. It was so great. Uh, and I was there for a year with a class of like maybe 14 other kids. And they were all great. And they were all applying to boarding school. And I was like, boarding school exists in real life. <laughs> and so I applied to a couple, but I ended up auditioning for one in Michigan called Interlochen, uh, which is an art school. So the whole shindig is they do like super serious arts in high school. So I went into an audition just for fun, for funsies, because, you know, I wasn't going to get in because they have a really low acceptance rate. Uh, shocker, shocker, very shocker. I got in and everyone was like, you cannot go there. That is way too expensive. And it is way too expensive. Like we cannot afford afford that. Um, But they gave, first of all, they gave me a huge scholarship, which like, thank you to them for doing that. So that helped, but we still couldn't afford it. So then I went and applied for outside scholarships. um, And my family's part of the Chickasaw Nation through my mom. And so I, they, incredibly agreed to help fund it because they're really invested in educating tribal members. Um, and so I, I got to go. That's fantastic. And it was, yeah, I got to go study theater. Um, I was concentrating in theater. I, and anyway, it was great. And then I, they kicked us all out in May. (laughs) And here we are. Was it even harder for your uh, like theater-based classes to do online? It was and it wasn't. So I was, I, luckily for me, I only took, gosh, I only took one theater elective my second semester because I ended up taking a lot of writing electives because I'd gotten interested in writing. 
I ended, I had my first ever free period and I was taking one theater elective, which was clown. <laughs> and so I was taking clown, which fortunately transitioned to online pretty well because we could just mess around with the format of the Zoom square. Um, Did you learn how to be a clown in that class? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Like a professional clown? Possibly. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a professional clown. I was not very good at it. Um, my clown, everybody's clown face manifests differently. Mine was still kind of in flux by the end, but it was very much more of a mimish clown. Uh, it didn't talk much. Um, and when it did, it just kind of made weird sounds. It's interesting that there's this like dissociation from like the clown. There's like you and then there's the clown. Yeah, it's a big thing where there's you and there's the clown and the clown is a mask. And once you get in the face paint, you learn to make specific expressions that work with the paint. And those are the clown's facial expressions and they express what the clown feels. And there's all there's so much clown theory, guys. It's <laughs> great. Julia, you've talked a lot about your interest in writing, and I believe you are in the process of writing something during your gap year. Can you talk about that? How I ended up getting into writing was because I took Women in Lit my junior year, and the teacher who taught that, our last assignment, I want to say was like one of the first creative writing things I'd ever done. Um, and he said, okay, write a memoir about a woman you've known in your life. I decided to write about the roommate I had my freshman in the first half of my sophomore year mm -hmm. who really, she was brilliant. She really changed my life. Um, and so I ended up writing about her and it was, they, he didn't really say how long he wanted it to be, but I just remember like staying up all night and I was writing it and I was trying to figure out how to tell the, the story of it, the full story of it. Um, and it ended up being about 50 pages. Wow. And the next day I came in for class. I want to say that was my first class of the day. And he roasted me so hard. He was like, hey, everybody, Juliet Co. turned in a 50-page memoir. And I had to read it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you want me to suffer, Co.? And he proceeded to poke fun at me for the whole rest of the class. Oh and it gosh. was great. Um, but anyway, so he, I gave that to him. And he was kind of the first person who ever told me I could be good at writing. Mm -hmm. like ever it was always like I could write an essay but that is not a great indicator of how good somebody can be at writing right so suddenly it was this whole world of stuff that I didn't really know up until that point that I could do or be good at and so I've kind of been working on that memoir piece and turning it into a piece of fiction um I'm thinking about publishing it I might submit excerpts of it to lit magazines and writing competitions and stuff like that are there other subjects outside of the arts that you're interested in pursuing in college? I like science, but I'd never really gotten the opportunity to do it because I was in art school. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, do I, am I going to shy away from this because I don't under, like, I, I don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. And then, and because maybe it's scary and because maybe it's hard. And I was like, no, that that's what if I miss out on something that I could really love just because it's hard. Right. So I was like, okay, no. So I have been um, trying to self-teach some physics and also like collecting math books, which I've never done before. Um, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I just got a couple new ones. So I'm excited about those. I got some new physics books. So I've just been kind of like reaching out feelers to try to see what, what, what is in that world. Cause I don't know anything about it. Cause I got two artist parents and went to art school. 
So, Juliet, can you talk about what else you've been up to on your gap year? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was looking for work, and I had actually agreed to go on a road trip with some other students. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, now I have to fund this. How do I generate work for myself? Um, so anyway, I kind of sensed my mom was like, oh, well, what if you tried to help people with their social medias since you're a teen? <laughs> Which is funny because I don't know anything about social media. However, so I was like, okay, I'll try it. You know, I'm, I'll try anything at this point. I'm getting kind of desperate. Um, and I emailed this random store in the village that I live in. And, and the, the, the owner and this, the owner wrote back. Uh, now this store happens to be a, um, like a women's uh, clothing store. They sell lots of you know, scarves and <laughs> like <laughs> skirts with multiple layers and crochet. <laughs> and so I got hot to take pictures of women's clothes and run an Instagram about it. <laughs> so now I write saucy captions with lots of puns in them. Uh, can I do a plug? Actually, guys, it's called the Red Mannequin in Chatham. Go follow them. We're trying to create traffic <laughs> since I'm running the Instagram and I don't know anything about social media. Yeah, so I having the only experience I have with photography is just being in art school and taking pictures of my sister. But I got a photography job, kids, so you can do it too. So you have these like a million different things going on. You're clearly very sort of like self-driven in terms of like starting projects. Have you had to grapple at all with feeling too unstructured on your gap year? Yeah, it's a kind of once the school year ended and like my job ended and I wasn't like I didn't have anything to work on. I got to the point where I was like, I started kind of freaking out. This is gonna sound so type A, but it's really, it's just, I built my life around doing things all the time. And then suddenly I wasn't doing anything and I didn't, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I could keep doing, like I'm always gonna be doing something mm -hmm. because I don't get bored and I'm gonna start stuff. But what I was doing, I felt like I wasn't doing anything, even though I was doing things. Yeah. This tends to be like an interlocking, post-interlocking syndrome. Once there's no structure and I was just doing stuff for fun, mm -hmm. the immediate response psychologically was, oh my gosh, this is not okay. You need to be like working yeah. on stuff and like working on like the big things you've had planned that you said you were going to do when you got out of school. Oh man. Have you become better about seeing your projects as worthwhile? Yeah, I think I also recently got a job which really helped because I was so freaking out about that, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, writing helped because I was writing about some characters who were going through not the same thing, but were in a situation that was a little similar uh -huh. and kind of figuring out, okay, at some point we have to realize that being happy is a legitimate thing, like a legitimate reason to do things and then to do things for that legitimate reason. And like, that's not, that's not something that we learn in school. Yeah. And, you know, as much as it sucks going through it and having to like freak out and not feel like you're doing enough or to feel like you're stuck and you can't get out, like as much as that sucks, I'm so glad I did it because if I didn't do it now, I'd be doing it when we're 25, when we get out of college. Like, I'm so happy I did it because now I know, okay, that's what that feeling is. And yes, it's going to happen, but I understand it better now. And I know where it comes from. 
What would you like to say to people who are considering whether or not to take a gap year? Um, or another way of phrasing this question is sort of what do you wish you knew before going into a gap year that you know now? Oh, man. You know, I think, you know, if a nas- international pandemic happens, you'll know. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's the universe telling you, like, get some sleep. Um, if you don't, if you're not quite so lucky and you don't get an international pandemic, I would say, I mean, I think I didn't think it was something I was going to do because I don't know, for some reason I was scared of it. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I was really afraid of it. Um, and then it had to happen, which is good because we should all do things we're afraid of. And um, I'm actually really glad it happened, but I will tell you that I wasn't thinking about it at all until it happened. So I would say if you're thinking about going on a gap year, like it's really good to have unstructured time. Mm. And that actually is a huge thing that I'm really happy about with taking a gap year is like, okay, you've been in school for 12 years. Like, just think about that. That's a huge chunk of your day in a very specific way for your whole life, pretty much, except for when you're a kid and everything's kind of instinctual. And so I think that gap years are really good because it gives you time to kind of question what you've been taught, right? Mm. Because you've been told what to think. Like as much as I love education and I totally support it, you are being told how to think. Right. You're being taught how to think, but you're also getting your viewpoints and beliefs. First, you get them from your family, then you get them from school. And so gap years are really good for, okay, go figure out what you think now. Right. Like go do some reading, go talk to some people and like try to actually figure out what you think about it. And when you're figuring that out, think, am I, do I believe certain things about this because I've been told to, or because I actually think that that's true? That's awesome advice, Julia. Thank you. And I hope all of you are listening to her because like she said, this is legitimate experience of something that a gap year student has had. And I'm sure many other gap year students have had it and it likely will happen too. So you kind of get to skip ahead in the book and figure out what's going to happen in your year. Well, uh, Julia, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. <laughs> yeah, likewise. It's been awesome, guys. And thank you for listening to Gap Chat. This episode was sponsored by the Stadler and Waldorf School of Nomological Studies. As always, I'm Jack Griffin. And I'm David Peters. Stay tuned for new episodes every Saturday. <laughs>